0: Welcome to Dr. Nancy Live on Wednesday for lunch. Um, today we're going to be discussing bullying. It's something that um, I know a lot of parents struggle with with their kids, especially once they start to get to elementary school, um, middle school, and high school. So um, we um, sought out a counselor to help us, um, maybe help some of the parents with uh, bullying issues that your kids may have or even um, he's going to share with us later some signs too that you may not even know they're being bullied and um, some signs to pick up on to see if they're being bullied. So I want to welcome Mike O'Connell. He's a counselor. He's actually getting ready to branch out in his own practice. So we're going to post his website here soon. But um, thank you, Mike. For did I say Connor? It's O'Connell. It's okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's kind of
1: the fun thing with those Irish names, right? You get O'Donnell, you get O'Connor, you get all the above. Yeah.
0: Yeah. El Rutowski. Google you know, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mike, thanks for joining us today, and I'm going to let you go ahead and um, take it from here. And if anybody has any comments during this broadcast, please um, comment below. And if you have any questions, we'll be happy to um, answer them if we can. Great, go ahead, Mike.
1: <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Nancy. I'm super uh, excited to be here. Um, just a little bit about my background, just in case anyone's wondering. Um, I started my career in um, youth ministry. So working with high school teens for um, 10 years. And so, um, you know, kind of that uh, time of bullying and that that space is always a, a big deal there and uh, getting to journey with a lot of teens as they sort of went through that process. So I'm excited to jump in and, and get to kind of talk about this topic. I think it will be fun,
0: so. That's great. I don't know if fun is the
1: right word, but uh, it'll be good.
0: When when you deal with the teens, did you actually see bullying happening, or did they come to you for counseling for that?
1: Yeah, all the time. I mean, um, and that was a little bit of of kind of where I wanted to uh, maybe place that a little bit today, um, is just what do we mean by bullying, and what are we talking about? Um, And a lot of times, uh, when we talk about bullying, we're really referring to some sort of aggression um, and some sort of power dynamic that is causing the other person who's being bullied to really shut down uh, in some sort of fashion, whatever that might be. So it might be a little bit um, just straight on one on one. So somebody is making somebody feel bad about themselves or it might be something like a little bit more, um, you know, systemic. Maybe they're in a social group and the whole group is sort of making them feel on the outs. Right. Um, and so that's really what we're getting at. Um, when we're talking about bullying. And, you know, kind of the danger here is that we wanna think a lot of times um, I'll hear adult, uh, adults talk about bullying as if it doesn't still happen with adults, uh, which happens all the time, right? But I think uh, the hard part with um, um, teenagers is that when it, when it comes up, all of our hearts just sort of break and we all go back to that, you know, sort of um, our own experience of bullying as a teenager and what we learned to do. Um, right. And that sort of experience. Yeah, it's, so.
0: it's really sad that um, it still goes on. And, you know, I remember that when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. But I don't think bullying was the name back then. <laughs> you just, yeah. always, you're just the outsider, basically. And, yeah. And I think um, as a parent, you think your child is strong enough to handle it, you know, yeah. and, you know, they're used to it. So, you know, they, you know, they yeah. can handle it. But,
1: right. Now that's a, that's an important thing, and and one thing I just want to encourage. Um, I'm I'm assuming mostly parents would maybe listen to this or watch this, yes. um, And so uh, that would be the biggest thing is to recognize and just kind of validate the fact that you are still the most important person um, in your child's life. Um, and maybe just to give that a little bit of an image, I still like to think of um, you know teenagers as basically. Um, in a lot of ways, they're a little bit like toddlers, right? They're still kind of going, they're trying to developmentally meet a lot of the same things that that your your toddler went through when, when he or she was three years old. There's still that desire for independence, but still a lot of clinging to, to want that attachment and that encouragement. Um, and so, especially when we're talking about something like bullying, you're gonna, what we're gonna see, especially for a teenager, is gonna be that learning to manage an adult relationship, and and what do I do when something really difficult pops up? And learning those coping behaviors, those coping mechanisms of how to deal with these really difficult things. Um, and as a parent, it's it's very simple to want to maybe jump in in that moment and really try to, to, to do something about it, which can be very important, especially if it's um, overwhelming. But um, that can be the challenge is sometimes maybe discerning the difference between um, uh, you know, my teen just learning to deal with a difficult person, learning to deal with a difficult scenario, and an actual more like an abuse sort of moment of literally this person is being targeted and sort of, um, you know, just systematically harmed in some sort of way. Um, and as a parent, that can be a very tricky um, space to be in in discerning which which direction we're talking about.
0: So they, you hear a lot about like helicopter parenting <laughs> and I don't think yeah. it belongs, I don't think it's so much with this subject, I think, but sure. um, it may be, I'm not sure, but, you know, do, you know, how much does the parent get involved with the um, situation that's going on? Um,
1: I think it depends. And what I would suggest with parents is to really um, trust your gut a little bit, um, but also try to be a little bit reflective. So um, there's a big difference between, I think... Um, you know, maybe you're getting, maybe your your student's getting a little bit teased in gym class, um, you know, that, that can be a really great developmental moment for um, your son or daughter to really learn something about how to deal um, with uncomfortable scenarios, right? That they have to kind of take it upon themselves to learn how to deal when they're getting picked on in basketball class, because they're the short kid. Um, right. That might've been a personal uh, sharing there, but um, <laughs> You know, versus versus something like they are, are literally being targeted, you know, and at that point they really need adult intervention and they need somebody to step in, right. um, you know, and, and so that can be the, the danger. And, and, you know, we kind of joke sometimes about those helicopter parents. Um, uh, it can also kind of go the other way around of not being too detached. I, I think parents with teenagers have such a hard role because you are sort of constantly finding that balance. Um, and I would lean more on the, on the space of, of, don't be afraid to get involved, don't be afraid to ask questions, um, and don't be afraid to also ask um, other parents you know, w- what they think of something like this, because that'll sort of help keep you in check a, a little bit too. Um, but there is that, that space of allowing your team that space to learn um, new ways of dealing with, with some of these issues. Um, uh, and the follow-up is key. So if you find out your teen is struggling with something, I'm gonna use my basketball analogy again, maybe they're the short kid in basketball class and don't know what to do um, in the gym, um, but really following up with them uh, regularly and just sort of asking, sort of laying that seed, planting that seed as much as you can, um, but not directly getting involved until you feel like, okay, um, this is more than just this person can handle, my son or daughter can handle.
0: So if if it is a situation like somebody's is being um, picked on because they're short, you know that's one of those situations I was kind of um, talking about was somebody who's shorter. They're always going to get picked on. Sure. So you, yep. you know if they build a tough skin. Well, how can you actually you know build their confidence and help them feel better about themselves?
1: Yeah, you know one of the biggest pieces there is uh, is again what you're you're sort of having to watch, and I think as a parent that would be so hard, right? you're watching your son or daughter to learn, um, you know, we're gonna call them defense mechanisms of some sort, right? So for for me, for example, I know one of my biggest defenses is I like to take a problem when it pops up and I make it small. I'm really good at minimalizing. So in that, in you know, in that short guy scenario, um, you know, that's a lot of what I did. I would, I would sort of take that bullying that maybe I got in gym class and just make it not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you get to sort of watch your son or daughter learn those defenses, those coping strategies, those coping behaviors, you know, kind of from afar. And I think trying to engage them in any way, shape, or form in that is a really good thing. You know, like, if you if, if you get that opportunity to talk with them about that, which that's kind of the struggle with teenagers, right? You're not always going to get that opportunity.
0: Right.
1: But any moment you have to ask them questions, just sort of around it, but not just give them answers, right? Yeah. Um, so that, that piece of, you know, so, so why, why did you kind of shut down when, um, you were asked to do that thing? Or, you know, why did you, um, why did you get into a fight? You know, because it's going to go either way. Um, you know, the, a lot of times the bulliers are also just coping, but their mechanism is to be more of the, put your, put your fists up, right? Um, and unfortunately there's sort of a natural pattern that goes with, with there. You, you get those folks who naturally fight and those people who naturally run away and they tend to, find each other a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that um, can be really hard being a parent though and sitting from afar, recognizing those things because those things are probably things that we do. Maybe we don't like that we do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it, uh, any way that you can sort of constantly sort of ask those questions, notice that pattern um, and encourage your team to think of other ways of doing things or like little ways to not just get stuck in that one coping strategy uh, can be really important.
0: Interesting. Yeah, it's um, getting the teens to talk to you is the hardest part, yeah. I think. Um, I think for the newer moms, um, like the little kids, um, mm-hmm. I know with my daughter, I just was open with her and, and encouraged her to talk to me. Um, our best talks are on her bed, you know, in the evening, you know, having talks. Yeah. And then when she closes down and doesn't want to talk to me, I, you know, I have my ways of kind of getting her to talk to me too, which is um, you know, tell me what's going on because I, I praise her and say, oh, you're always so good at talking to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you, know,
1: yeah. you know,
0: share with me. But I kind of give her a little positive. Um, you know, she's good on praise. You know, yeah. she likes to be praised for the good things she does. So that's how yeah. I use get her to talk to me. But, um, yeah. but they do close down when they get to be <laughs> teenage.
1: Yeah. And, and that's a really important thing. And that's what kind of what you're supposed to be experiencing right now. Because developmentally, that's, all families have to sort of make that transition, right? Um, right. The hard thing about, about when we're, and all of us have this experience of being that teenager, right, who wants the independence but still wants to have that closeness with mom and dad. And, um, you know, being in that parent role of sort of, of watching and waiting and allowing, and, and it, it, it can be a challenge, but that's really important. I think the biggest key. Uh, for parents when talking to teens is is that your teen just needs to know that they are loved and that you are proud of them and that proud piece is really important because they're having such huge experiences of Sort of pretending to be adults. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and what that means and, and kind of to, to go back to a little bit of being that that um, uh, You know a teenager is just being a toddler again a little bit Um, that's going to be a part of that is, is, you know, in those moments when your toddler was throwing that big tantrum, they needed to know you loved them. They needed to know you weren't going to walk away. Um, and that's going to be important for anyone who's had the the teenager who makes a huge mistake, crashes the car and then, um, something like that. And then comes back in, they need to know they're held accountable, but that you still love them. You're still proud of them.
0: Right. Awesome. So do you have any, um, just maybe a few things you can share about um, signs of bullying that, you know, if they're not talking to you, how you might be able to tell things are going on at school or somewhere else?
1: Um, I'm going to take that two directions. I think signs of bullying as well as signs of being the bully. Um, If I could, I think that's an important thing for parents to recognize too. Again, a lot of times these um, uh, relationship interactions are going to be based on the way that we sort of cope. Um, when there are issues. Um, and that's not a bad thing. And a lot of us will make great careers out of the way we cope. Like, like I said, my kind of defense strategy is I'm really good at minimizing problems. Um, and so becoming a therapist is great for me because I can sit with people who have great problems and I never let it explode, right? I can usually kind of hold that with folks. Um, so some of those signs might be, you know your, your team, you know um, uh, to trust your gut in those moments. So if they seem a little bit off, maybe they're a little bit more reserved than normal. Maybe you're seeing some more signs of, of just being, um, uh, they're not wanting to hang out, maybe with their normal social crowd. They're not wanting to do things that they might normally like. Um, maybe they are becoming a little bit more reserved. Maybe they don't want to specifically share about something. Maybe, um, you know, maybe you might ask about, you know, um, especially, and, and I don't want to go through this podcast without bringing up social media at all. Right, yeah. but but maybe if you see them not as involved um, in social media, or even hyperactively uh, involved in social media at, at that point, more than the norm, um, those might be times to just be curious um, more than anything. Um, and I think on the side, so that would be the side of those being bullied, but on the side of maybe also kind of paying attention to is my son or daughter being a bully? Um, you know, paying attention a little bit to aggressive levels. So like I said, some people when they're they're experiencing maybe um, some insecurity or pain, put their dukes up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when maybe you see a lot more controlling behavior coming out, or maybe you're seeing a lot more blame sort of behavior coming out. Um, so looking for those little moments when you start seeing the extremes. Um, you know, I think the best thing for a parent is really just to be curious and then also trust your social network. So trusting that um, there are other um, communities in your teen's life uh, who, who might be able to also be a part of that. So whether that's their school community or your church community, sport community, um, and, you know, not being afraid to just sort of pay attention to those little, it's, I think that's really the biggest thing is trying to intentionally pay attention to, um, and follow up with those questions.
0: Great. So like, if you do discover maybe your child is being the bully, um, mm-hmm. do you handle that kind of the same way you would if they are being bullied?
1: I think from the parents' perspective, yes. I think there's, my guess, um, Uh, Or not my guess just kind of what I've experienced is that a lot of times you just have to be more direct It's more of a teaching moment Mm -hmm. um, Whereas if your child tends to be a little bit more either a self-shamer or maybe even somebody who sort of escapes um, So like that minimal or minimizing thing I was talking about for me That's kind of a little more of an escape behavior, right? Right. Um, Of I don't make it a big deal. So um, uh, you know for the Person who might be in that sort of fight mode, it'd really be more of a teaching moment. How do you interact with people without bossing them around or without picking on them or without shaming them? Or, you know, because really what you're trying to, what your son or daughter is trying to learn is how to sort of interact and and work with people and may grow up to be a really great boss someday or a really great authority, you know, a a police officer, law enforcement, you know, those sort of things. Those are great things to do. Um, Whereas more of those sort of escape behaviors you know maybe a little more self-shame or that sort of escape space, space. Um, again might grow up to be really great um, You know therapists or doctors or, or whatever that might be. I don't know um, right. But what you get to watch and observe in this time period is seeing them learn what to do with those things How to interact with those things in the world? Um, you know and I think the great way to think about that is kind of like that nerd geek culture not long ago would have been you know, seen as a negative thing, but now anymore, it's, it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, you know, so what flipped there? You know, how are they not the subject of just being bullied anymore?
0: Because the geeks are making all the money. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. So <laughs> as, like that. as parents being able to encourage that, but also help your teen make sense of that. Yeah. You know, you don't need to shame the bully to get them to learn. It's really more that you have some sort of gift to offer. How do you do it in a way that, that is responsible and effective? Um, so asking questions, being curious, and at times maybe sharing a little bit of what you've experienced, um, you know, maybe because my guess is they've learned these coping behaviors from mom and dad, right? Um, what have you learned about your tendency maybe to blame sometimes or control? Um, I would say those were those kind of bullying moments come up. Um, uh, and how do you do that in a way that is, is fair to other
0: people? That's great. So, with your um, practice that you have, um, yeah. should somebody, if your family does need help with a situation like this, do you take those kind of clients on?
1: I do, yeah. Um, so, uh, my private practice, what I was um, saying earlier is I actually just, uh, st- I'm starting my own private practice, which I'm very excited about. Um, so, we open up here in a couple weeks. And, um, you know, the main folks I see, I see a lot of couples. I do a lot of couples therapy. And then, um, Families with adolescents, um, so working with teenagers. Um, a lot of times, I like to, again, um, like I said, the the most important person in, in a teenager's life is still mom and dad. Right. Um, so any way that I can encourage and help the family um, wrap around that the teen in that moment is really important. Um, and then I, I do a lot of work with um, men as well, um, and, and going. From right.
0: There. Yeah, they need they need that for sure. Exactly. The yeah. men kind of get left out sometimes, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of men don't know, you know, and yeah, so it's no. a different language, you know. Uh, so a lot of men will come in with these behavior things, you know, like, I, I feel like I'm I'm so anxious and controlling, um, you know, and don't usually come in with the emotional language. So right. sometimes it's meeting them where they're at, um, whereas yeah. women are very good at coming in with emotional language. <laughs> Not to generalize here, right? So. Uh,
0: That's okay, we get it. <laughs> Great. Well, Mike, I really appreciate you coming on and talking to us about bowling. And um, yeah. he said he would send me um, some more information that I'll put in the comments below. And if you're on the podcast, it'll be in the podcast information. But great, um, I do appreciate this so much. And then hopefully we can have you come back on if we. Um, yeah, I love that. Other issues coming up in our world, but um, yeah. I think your information was great, and I think um, a lot of moms would be able to benefit from what you shared today.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Dr. Nancy. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you again for coming. Thanks. Have a great day.
1: You too. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.